first round, that's Barrett being a dick. <laughs> Second round, that's us enforcing dicks upon ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by the voice of CinemaSins, Jeremy Scott. Kapow! Mm-hmm. And from Music Video Sins, Barrett Share. Blammo! 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to go back to our DC versus Marvel March Madness in June and July yeah. thing that we're doing. I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. I'm always angry. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. As of this recording, we still don't know what you are thinking of this <laughs> that's true that is how many we are recording in advance um so uh yeah we'll be interesting there's going to be a lot of like you know like you better not do this and, and we've, we've already, already done, done it, done it. <laughs> uh, we are in the sweet 16 and uh we are in the north bracket starting to get a little tighter yeah there's not as much disparity in these things yeah especially the one eights exactly we Ooh. have the number one Ooh. seed iron man versus the five seed logan Ooh. i oh, know there's, there's this is gonna hurt it's gonna hurt <laughs> that should not that one crept up on me mm. now granted i haven't done any show prep um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I don't know what what the matchups are until you say them yeah <laughs> but um because you said Iron Man, and I was like, well, somebody's going down. And then you said Logan, and I was like, fuck. Yeah. Man, that girl, what's her name, Laura, is just an absolute treasure. And I don't think you could pull that off in any other format. Hmm. The only other format I've seen it pulled off is Barry, actually. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's an episode in Barry where there's a very almost feral girl that reminds me a lot of yeah. this, this girl in Logan. And by the way, her name is Laura in the movie. Laura. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's just such a delight. And to see, you know, you almost get like flashes of Wolverine and uh, Rogue, except mm. a good version. Mm. <laughs> right? Mm. I love when she starts talking. He's like, you can talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she only knows Spanish, right? She doesn't know any English. Uh, she speaks some English. Well, yeah. I mean, I think she knows some English words, but oh, okay. I, don't, I don't know that I've recall her speaking in full english sentences does iron man have any scene or sequence that's as good as the roided up wolverine berserker scene i i get giddy every time i see him getting get first building the suit that all of that building the suit part in the cave and then finally getting to use it and then, like, once he makes the refined suit and he goes off and he blows away all those, mm-hmm. the, the whole, you know, shoots the thing behind him and walks away <laughs> stuff. That's the giddy stuff in there. I don't, it's a teeny tiny little missile. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there may not be a scene in Iron Man as visceral and like as, a, as exciting as that. Probably. I guess not. I don't know, but Iron Man is, I mean, its action is is so fun that I can't really compare it really is. those two. This doesn't really have an impact on how any of us would vote, but it is kind of fascinating that we're pitting the first time Robert Downey Jr. played 
Tony Stark up against the last time Hugh Jackman <laughs> ever played yeah. Wolverine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because they are two of the best cast comic book movie characters in all of history. Yeah, that's true. And Tom Cruise was almost both of them. <laughs> yeah. Because they almost made Iron Man with Tom Cruise and they almost cast him as Wolverine. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you'd have to make a case that they are one and two, right? Or one and one A. They're right up there. I'm mean, Now, granted, the MCU is doing such a good job with casting that they're eventually going to move past this i think tom holland as spider-man has a real good chance of being yeah every bit as you know perfect yeah. as robert johnny jr is you know what's funny is that the these both end up with same versus same fights mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know one literally same versus same yep. um obadiah stain <laughs> yeah stain <laughs> i do love me some jeff bridges in this movie though he's great he's fantastic i think um, i mean you know if there is an argument to be made because these are so close, I think, in overall quality. But he's a better villain than the villain in I don't know, but, Logan. But what they can get away with in Logan, you know, it's contrary to them using gratuitous nudity. I don't think the violence in this is gratuitous. I think the violence is needed to really sell how spent well, Logan is at the end of the, the movie. Mm -hmm. you know? Man, uh, nothing's ever going to make me squirm in my seat like, that first same on same fight at the farm where he stabs dude in the fucking oh, arm Jesus. Yeah, yeah. with his Wolverine things. Yeah. I'm just, oh, I'm getting I squeamish know. just thinking about that. I, yeah, these movies are pretty freaking even. Yeah. Uh I mean, you can give some points to Iron Man for starting a franchise, but you can also give points to Logan for being like a real film, like we've seen with Dark Knight and stuff like that. Uh I mean, and I know that people wonder what I mean by that real film, but it's 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 lost some of that superhero silliness luster mm -hmm. where they actually could tell the story without having superheroes in it and it would be good mm -hmm. um and uh so yeah i'm i have a tough one i'm in a tough time with this one. Oh man mm. so you've got the cast of characters we could break down patrick stewart the little girl good at killing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nice uh mm -hmm. uh hugh jackman and then Caleb Follower. That's the Kings of Leon guy. What? Caleb Follower. <laughs> Dan Arbach? <laughs> I live down the street from him. Uh, it's uh, uh, <laughs> some Brit. Wait, you're talking about the, the guy who plays Pierce? Boyd, Boyd, Boyd Holbrook. Holbrook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he's really good. Stephen Marchant is, is really good as. Uh, yeah. Uh, Stephen Merchant. Merchant um, is really good as Caliban. And then you, but you've got, is Happy in Iron Man? Happy's in Iron Man, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You got John Favreau, Robert Downey Jr., Gwyneth Paltrow, and Jeff Bridges as your mains. And then you got your Terrence Howard, sudden Terrence Howard. I got to tell you something, Tony. <laughs> I really enjoy the suit. <laughs> um, so, should we vote? Yeah. We should. I'm going to vote Iron Man. <laughs> see that's how i step out of the way like in a, in a perfect world chris would vote and i wouldn't have to or he would vote iron man and i could throw logan a bone i gotta vote iron man um ask me again in 10 years <laughs> that's yeah. true yeah we've got a we've got a lot of time to sit on Iron I've Man. seen Iron Man easily 10, 15 times. Yeah, I haven't too. seen Logan more than two or three times. I'm pretty sure I would pick Iron Man here. Um, I mean, we've already made the decision, but uh, but uh, yeah, I'm the same way about Iron Man. I guess there's just a little bit more history there with that movie yeah. than I have with Logan. 
at the this fact point. That, the fact that it still holds up, even though we've seen it so many times, and even recently, mm-hmm. like it still holds up, has got to be a pretty good testament to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think Logan has just enough, like, like scenes that aren't good like not not whole scenes but just parts that aren't good Mm -hmm. enough to knock it down slightly below this uh by the way it was an interesting thing i was looking at here not that the imdb ratings mean everything but 8.1 for logan and 7.9 for iron man so that's how close they are yeah iron man has a has like 300,000 more votes too so that's also going to that usually knocks your score down right. as it as it goes along uh but uh but yeah they're both very very good it's hard to it's hard to pick between them but uh, we did we, we did. did i feel feel like a bit weight has lifted off my <laughs> so iron man chest. will go to the elite eight what will face off against it we have the seven seed spider-man into the spider-verse against the six seed road to perdition jeez louise you motherfucker. <laughs> mm, I know. I'm well, it's really my fault. <laughs> you motherfucker. Mm. Oh, boy. God balls. You know how many people... <laughs> like, there are, there are... I bet you 20% of the listeners think Spider-Verse should just beeline all the way to the mm-hmm. final. Yeah. Not going to be that easy for me. Uh, You've seen Spider-Verse once, twice? Twice. Twice. Have you seen it multiple times? No, I've just seen it once. Yeah, I have. T- I've only seen it that once too, mm. and I think that's really affecting. But how I lean. Uh, I mean, I haven't seen Road to Perdition that much either. Mm. I mean, uh, so it's not like these two are movies that I just have, you know, long memories of. The first time I watched Road to Perdition, I wasn't entirely on board with it. Mm. It oh, just really? it took years for me to get to that. You know, oh yeah, this movie's just general excellent um so this is going to be harder for me just from the fact that i don't have a lot of history with either of these movies technically they both got complicated family dynamics mm. you know mm. what i mean mm. one they is a criminal more different movies if we like we couldn't have picked two more different types of movies if we tried definitely not yeah one's animated and 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 crazy and well and that's the thing is that i think part of why we love spider-verse so much is that so so much of what's in it is fresh it's new is the animation style itself the idea of multiple spider-men from different alternate you know there was so much new shit in this movie i don't i think it was almost hard not to love it Mm -hmm. just for its audacity I don't know that that in and of itself means 20 years from now, we're going to hold Spider-Verse as high as we do today. You're right. You're right. Um, Road to Perdition, you know, you almost wish there would be more movies made like that. Because mm-hmm. that take a bankable, likable movie star and cast him out of type, basically, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or against type, and you know frame the shots like they do i mean i'm sure there's a million graphic novels out there that could be adapted in a similar fashion mm-hmm. um and I've, I've been reading the the graphic novel yeah. and there's so many panels that i can see in my head yeah. of this you know the the colors the colors are muted in road to perdition but they're they're still vibrant mm-hmm. which is weird like like the last uh shot is in a white room mm. and when there's blood in the area like it really pops 
when they have the green car, mm-hmm. like that really pops against like the courthouse, and then they paint it red. Yeah, and then you know that's when uh, Jude Law comes across the street and tries to kill him. Uh, by the way, having watching Captain Marvel again, mm. Jude Law is like one of the most versatile actors that we've got these mm. days. Mm-hmm. Uh, to see him play Road to Perdition and then Captain Marvel, and and, and Fantastic Beasts, and Fantastic <laughs> Beasts, and he's great in Fantastic Beasts actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. and he's been this good. For 10, 15 years. Easy. So I remember talented Mr. Ripley, right? Well, yeah. Or Gattaca. I, AI right. was the first time I saw him and went, wow. And mm-hmm. like his talent. Um, but they're all, all, all of those are older movies. that maybe been doing it for 20 years. Ga- Gattaca was the one for me because, uh, I, first off, I really loved Gattaca. Mm-hmm. And I did not know who Jude Law was. And I was like, man, this dude. I really, this guy is awesome, and mm-hmm. he was just really funny and and everything, and uh, and and it was not too long after that Jude Law was in everything. Mm-hmm. Talented Mr. Ripley is he's phenomenal in that movie. Um, I mean, Closer, he's really good in. Yep. Yeah, uh, he's fine in Sherlock Holmes. He's not the problem with Sherlock no. Holmes. He well, was in I Heart. Neither is Robert Downey too. Jr. To be honest. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, Jesus Christ, the guy has done really everything. Uh, Sleuth was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Contagion, I thought he was very good. Did in. you ever see that movie with him and um, my? Is it Michael Caine? Yeah, that's Sleuth. Sleuth. That's Sleuth. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That, I forgot that was the title. Of it. That uh, movie blew my brains off. Yeah, you liked it? Did you not? Yeah. Oh, I really liked it. There I liked a, it just for the sheer turns it took because yeah, yeah. I wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. there was even one. Um, an original where Michael Caine played the Jude Law character. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd never seen that, but uh, yeah. it's good. And then you've seen Side Effects, right? Mm-hmm. Nope. The movie's fucking rules. That is a movie that's right up your alley, by no, the way. Contagion's where he plays the uh, asshole reporter guy, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. You don't think Side Effects is up your alley? I don't know. Doesn't she, like, don't meds, like, fuck with her realities? Mm. You should watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it. I will I will spoil the fact that there's sudden lesbian sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Rooney, okay. Rooney Mara. Rooney Mara, and huh? And Catherine Zeta-Jones. Right. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it works. Put them together. It works, trust me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, from this lesbian sex... <laughs> Let's uh, let's try to figure out which movie's better, Spider-Man oh, Into the Spider-Verse or Road man. to Perdition. Oh, oh man. man. Yeah, it's another tough one. Um, I, you know what? Well, I'll go first. Go ahead. It's just what we were saying before. I need more time with Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. I'm just... I loved it. I loved it on an emotional level, and I loved it on a visual level. But it ain't, it ain't no Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I got to pick Road to Perdition. Mm-hmm. I gotta pick Road to Perdition. <laughs> yeah, I know you're picking Road to Perdition. Uh, I, I mean, we are going to hit one where I will not know immediately that I'm going to pick Road to Perdition, and I'm going to have to ponder it. Well, for yeah, instance, the next one. <laughs> yeah, for instance, it is now going up against Iron Man. Fuck! Uh, Fuck! I, 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 I probably would pick Road to Perdition as well for that same reason, same reason you guys are. It's a, just a, it's an excellent film. And yeah, we need to see Spider-Verse more. If we do this 10 years from now, mm-hmm. maybe things change. But right now, Road to Perdition is going gonna, is gonna to move on. I can't wait for people to adopt that. You mentioned that like it, it could change the game with animation. You haven't seen it yet. Of course, it's only been you know a few months. 
but I don't see anything upcoming or in the works that looks anything like it. Mm-hmm. You got to figure that that team could do either a continuation of this series or do something else in the same style, right? Spider-Verse? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, it's such a distinct style. I don't know if you can do it over and over and over again. For me, I'm just hoping they do something different in general. Like, they don't have to copy this. Uh, just uh, keep coming up with new ways to do these type of movies. Do we have a solid answer yet on the end of Spider-Verse when he hears, um, when he hears her voice? No. Like, do we know what that means? No, I have no idea what it means because the portal is closed and the portal is the only reason that they interfaced realities, right? Yeah. It's and really, really weird. Isn't there like a like a cloud above him or something like that or a circle or something? Oh. Yeah. I just know it ends and he hears her voice. And I even wrote that sin. I was like, is this a memory? Is her voice coming across the dimensions? Like, I think, it's very I, not clear. I think it's her voice coming across direct, uh, dimensions, but I don't think we know how so is that like maybe a sequel tease have you heard anything about a potential sequel i haven't i haven't but I, you would all you would have to expect it to be done because that movie did very well mm-hmm. did it make a lot of money yeah mm-hmm. yeah um i think it ended up getting over 200 million domestically mm. which is way more than i thought it was going to do because animated uh animated superhero movies rarely do anything mm-hmm. uh so uh that you know it just it did so well that they may not have expected it to do this well and they're kind of having to you know go back to the drawing board and see how they could uh get a sequel going yeah i mean one yeah you're right 190 million u.s and then 375 million worldwide mm-hmm. and there's actually a note of this uh sequel by the end of november sony put a sequel and spinoff from the film in development due to the incredible buzz surrounding it mm-hmm. before it even came out yeah, I mean, you could see, although I don't want to spin off with Sp- Spider-Man Noir. I liked that character. I thought it was hilarious. I don't want to see a whole movie about him. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see a whole Spider-Ham movie. I wouldn't mind seeing other Peter Parker and like his relationship issues and things like that. The one that didn't die? The Jake Johnson one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was funny. The one that didn't die. That's yeah. a lot of Peter Parker. Well, Peter Parker dies in the beginning <laughs> yeah, of the movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, we move on to the West bracket and the number one seed, the dark Knight, going up against the four seed doctor strange, the dark doctor, the dark yeah. doctor. Um, they both have fancy cars. Yeah, they do. And they both drive way too fast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're both dicks. Yeah. Yeah. They are yeah. both dicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're both rich. Yeah. Although I wonder how rich strange is. Oh, he's got to be rich because he oh. got all those fucking watches. Yeah, and he's got that ridiculous like uh, like penthouse thing. Well, yeah, he's like, a, is it a penthouse? They make him like the best surgeon yeah. ever. Yeah, so he's probably got I millions. Don't know yeah. if it's a penthouse or if it's a just a mansion or what. I don't know, but he's they all every time they go to him, he's in that same space. It doesn't look like he's got like an upstairs or anything like that. But then he goes off into that, like, whatever car he's driving, which is... Yeah, it's like a Bugatti or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, that guy is making some money for sure. He's not. He doesn't have, like, Wayne money, but he's got, you know... Yeah. I wonder how he's getting money now, hmm. as he's the he's Burrito Supreme. Magics it. Yeah. You can magic money? Well, you can fucking magic anything. Mm. Mm. Is he thieving money 
Like how are how does he, he get money? He doesn't need money. What does he need money he's for? He's living in that. He's got to have food. He he, got, he tells Benedict Wong that he's going out for a tuna sandwich. Yeah. So well, well, how's he paying for that? I don't know. He just says to the tuna sandwich vendor, "These are not the dollars you're looking for." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, isn't is, I mean you I mean you think that uh, if you're if you're like some uh, protector of the planet or something, there'd be some sort of cash flow coming in, right? Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, are they, you know, is somebody, you know, hustling on the side, like mm-hmm. trying to set up savings accounts and it's IRAs? A, and stuff? And you know what? We need to we need to look into their taxes. Well, the the reason that I'm asking is that if he uses magic to steal, which he could, you know, that's that's not a good thing for a super. It's not a good look. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There could be there could be donations from other people. Just like yeah, that. I mean, rent in New York is expensive. Or even like the taxes in New York, mm-hmm. and like the property taxes. They're in a rent-controlled like building. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they got it back in like 1911 when it was like five dollars. <laughs> Do they ever say how much they pay a month for the Friends apartment? Oh no, but I've seen a few different articles over the years that speculate just on the raw square footage of Monica's apartment. But it, it's rent-controlled, right? That's how they explain how yeah. they afford it. Well, uh, yeah. There's actually a whole episode where the super points out that they're living there illegally because they're basically subletting from her dead grandmother or something yeah, 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 and yeah. it's not technically legal but it is a rent controlled building i think yeah because hmm. the uh the seinfeld episode with the apartment it's like uh, 500 dollars because it's rent controlled hmm. oh mm-hmm. is that the one where at the very end the three of them go what's the rent yeah yeah she yeah. the neighbor's a massage therapist <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry i got to do it um yeah so the dark night is just i mean it's such a it's so good i I, like looking at the 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 entire bracket i'm like what does this go up against where i'm like you know going to want to go one way like i'm gonna have a really hard decision on it Mm -hmm. and uh because this movie just blows away like so many like just regular movies too like not just comic books but it's like up there as far as like what, way what, better than the odd life of timothy green well yeah for sure what beat it in the other bracket was that the rocky yes upset yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that was the rocky upset there ain't no rocky in this bracket <laughs> yeah you know uh speaking of blowing away mm-hmm. didn't did he kill people and did joker kill people in that hospital or are we led to believe that everybody got out in time I think everybody got out on time because they show the buses and everything. They got everybody into buses. He's uh, the last one on the bus. No, that's what? Yeah. Joker's the last one on the bus. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Although that's always been weird to me, too. Like, Joker just gets on the bus and everybody's like, hey, there's a, there's a nurse with his face painted. Yeah. <laughs> weird. And okay. I guess Two-Face, Two-Face gets out, obviously, but we don't see him leave the building. Right? No. No. Yeah. No. Here's why here's one thing I wanted to say about this movie. Nolan's trilogy was not afraid to kill characters. Yeah. Ra's al Ghul died in the first movie, even though they want to flirt a couple times that maybe he didn't. Mm-hmm. In the second movie, Rachel dies. Mm-hmm. Two Face dies. Mm-hmm. In the third movie, uh, Matilda Redhead Lady <laughs> dies. Batman. Redhead lady. Uh, 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 Ra's al Ghul's daughter. Talia. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the Marion Cotillard? Yeah, yes. She <laughs> dies. Yeah. Um, and you know, it took until Shh. Avengers Endgame for the MCU to kill it. 
Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's got some nuts. Yeah. This did the you, Nolan's uh, trilogy had nuts from the get. Did you buy Maggie Gyllenhaal all the way as as Rachel? Okay, I'm going to give you my complicated opinion about all this. Because right. I don't. What, what was the reason Katie Holmes didn't come back? Is it a Tom Cruise related thing? I don't know. Actually, I feel like this was around was, the time she was still married to Tom Cruise. Yeah, at the time. yeah. And I feel like I remember reading that that he had. Anyway, Maggie's a better actress. Yes, I would still rather have continuity. I would, and they seem to have a nice chemistry in Batman Begins too. They did, and that character is not not that important in the grand scheme of things. Right. I just think her loss would be felt more if it had been Katie Holmes instead of Maggie Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yes, Maggie Gyllenhaal is, uh, you'd say, a better it's, actress. It's strange, too. They're, they're not diff- that, that different in age, either, Maggie Gyllenhaal and Katie Holmes. But Maggie, Maggie Gyllenhaal always seems to have like an, a wizened mm. look to yeah. her in some way. And it's more believable that she's in a relationship with Aaron Eckhart than it would have been with Ka- Katie Holmes doing it. That's mm. true. Uh, Katie Holmes and Aaron Eckhart, I'd be sitting there going, no, no, you're way too young. But like Maggie Gyllenhaal, who's probably months, oh, really? maybe <laughs> months different uh, from Katie Holmes, um, is uh, it would have would have to- it totally works for mm-hmm. some reason. But yeah, the continuity thing is a li- little throws you off a little bit because she's so such a different actress than Katie Holmes is. Yeah, that, uh, you know, when when Gyllenhaal does all of her like dramatic weight type stuff i'm like yeah katie holmes probably wouldn't have been able to pull that off Mm-mm. no especially when you know she has that moment of recognition where she knows that batman went to save dent instead of her and she's like she resets and she's like okay and then you just get that brief shot before she, she blows starts up. like she has one half a syllable yeah. that- <laughs> <laughs> that's such a great surprise it really is because you don't somehow the movie does not telegraph that right even though it should like if you're i think it just kind of unsettles you so you're not really in the groove to predict that because that's exactly what the joker would sure do. sure mm-hmm. uh, what i love about this movie is that it seems like the most realistic response to a batman that you can't like every other batman that's come along okay there's batman there's a couple of crazy villains but you know no one else. And Dark Knight is like, there would be regular fucking citizens out there being Batman. Yeah. And then there would be people just as off their rocker as Batman putting on their own costumes going out there. Like, there are consequences to this kind of thing. And and Bat- the movie makes Batman grapple with that shit. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I love the Dark Knight. Yeah, I want to have sex with it. Yeah, exactly. The, go- the Gotham that's in the uh, other Batman movies... Just kind of, yeah, kind of goes along with it. Like, oh, there's a Batman. All right, cool. And, then, yeah. and there's really... I don't feel like there's there. I mean, there are the cops kind of want him, I guess, yeah. in those in those movies. But there isn't like real discussion as to whether there should even be a Batman or like, right. like you know, these uh, these heavy talks like, well, you know, you can't be a vigilante and you can't do all. The, there's not really any of that in those Burton Schumacher. Well, there, there's just a passing mention. We'll talk about the other Batman in a second. But there's there's just a couple of passing mentions from the press and from the Billy D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
The Billy D. I just looked it up. Uh, Gyllenhaal is actually a full year older than Katie Holmes, but it's still they're yeah. still very close yeah, yeah, in yeah. age. Did you say one year? It's it's one year, one month actually. Maggie okay. Maggie Gyllenhaal was uh, November of seventy seven, and Katie Holmes December of seventy eight. I'm older than both of them. Yeah. Wait, that's not. <laughs> that's I'm not happy. They're both that. older than me. <laughs> um, thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> uh, and you know, Doctor Strange is fun and everything, but uh, you know. It's. I don't know, man. I, I I don't see myself voting for it over the Dark Knight, but Doctor Strange has a little bit of everything. It's got Benedict. Doing I will say his this: thing. his character is way more interesting than than Bruce Wayne. I agree with that. Yeah, way more fun to watch. He is, and and especially when he gets to Car- Katmandu, Kashmir, whatever the fuck is the. The place that uh, the ancient one is, mm-hmm. um, Kashmandu. Kashmandu. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like you see how smart he is, but he can't get over the like the hand thing, right? Mm-hmm. So he's trying to find different ways, and he's doing things. He's a real life superhero before he's an actual superhero because mm-hmm. he can process information more than any other person in that whole village could, and uh, and that's how he gets to be Sorcerer Supreme not his magical skills is it is it beyond the realm of possibility that dr strange is even a more fun movie than dark knight a funner movie mm-hmm. than dark knight yeah i think so i just think dark knight is just just better done and be- and like has so many like just technically brilliant scenes in it yeah it's not like joker's actually funny yeah. in this it, like it's shockingly funny like the pencil trick mm-hmm. but like you have that great scene that I always talk about where uh, where uh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen comes in there and he's like, uh, Mr. Strange, and he's like, it's Doctor. And he's like, Mr. Doctor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they continue on that in, in Infinity War where he's like, uh, what is it? It's Peter Parker. He's like, it's strange. And he's, oh, he says, I'm Doctor Strange. He's like, oh, we're using our made-up name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, that's another part when Mads Mikkelsen is talking to him. He's like, it's strange. And he's like, yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, so you're right. Even like the, the, the serious moments are subverted. And that fucking cape or the cloak, like mm-hmm. fucking just wailing that guy. <laughs> yeah. If this was so if this was purely about fun, yeah. I think Doctor Strange would probably win that. Mm-hmm. But if you were talking about what kind of what movie is better, which one are you going to watch more? You know, overall, I'm probably going to end up watching Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my vote. Yeah, no, uh, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, yeah. A Dark Knight. So the Dark Knight moves on. What will face it? We have the two seed Black Panther versus the three seed 1989 batman uh, yeah 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 that's a good rendition i felt like i was in batman just for just for a second uh yeah it's a tough one right uh you had you talk about history with a movie batman yeah. i've thought uh, about that movie a lot since we talked about it the first time and the more I think about it, the more I love it. Yeah. So you've really got like Michael Keaton and, and Jack Nicholson at almost their primes, mm-hmm. uh, where they just let Jack go and just do whatever he wants to with the character. Cause he, he goes nuts mm-hmm. and you could totally see Jack Nicholson doing some of this shit, you know, except yeah. for the, the killing. Yeah. Um, and Jack Palance is in this movie. Jack. 
<laughs> you are my number one guy. Yeah, and you get the model with it. You know, I've never understood that. He's got, Joker's got the model girlfriend mm-hmm. that he puts a mask on her. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 implied and then shown that he has done something to her. Mm-hmm. But when she takes the mask off, what did he do? What's different Didn't about Didn't he make it? her smile? Didn't no. he have a smile on her face? I don't know. Like, they don't ever show it, do they? Yeah, they do. Like, a real brief Oh, that's right. There's a in brief. The restaurant. Because Kim Basinger, showing, he's showing it to Kim Basinger. Mm-hmm. And she's got, her face is all, like, messed up at this point, right? Who? Uh, the, the model? Yeah, the model, which is, her name is something Hall. I need to go watch the scene again, because I never have seen that movie probably 20 times, and mm-hmm. I've never noticed that there was anything, like, obviously wrong with her face who has lunch at a museum oh i used to go to lunch at a museum all the time fuck off barrett you killed my joke the (laughs) museum of modern art was right across the street in chicago and there was a wolfgang pucks there and it was cheap wolfgang pucks was cheap yeah at the because it was subsidized by the uh, museum but you could go you could go in there and Mm. uh and get a good meal jerry hall was her name jerry Jerry hall Hall. yeah yeah mick jagger's wife Yeah. yeah uh the uh the yeah i'm i'm i wonder if, if the the implication is that joker makes things beautiful quote unquote by making them look not as beautiful mm. before because that's what he does when he goes in the museum right he makes everything you know he's the guy and, and she even comes in is like but Jack, I came in here to see you improve the paintings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. now. This movie was a little controversial among Batman fans for making who ultimately became the Joker the same guy that killed Bruce's parents mm. in the flashback opening. Mm. Because young Jack Napier, right. ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight, is said in both that flashback in the alley. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was, <clears throat> that upset a lot of Batman fans. Because the traditional origin story has always been the failed comedian or did no that just start with the no but the but the joker has never been involved in bruce's parents death so the joker is his own thing he comes what makes the joker tick for most fans myself included is not knowing how and why he became where he came from whence he came from mm-hmm. and, and so this movie sort of giving you the explanation and sort of kind of cheaply tying it back to batman's own angst just for like an easy connection kind, mm-hmm. of, kind of upset some Batman. Did, he doesn't know that he's jack napier when he throws him into the bath right the the acid bath it's completely accidental, right? Yeah, I think he's just he trying to, to stop some kind of robbery or whatever. Yeah, yeah, at the, the chemical who. plant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The what? It, was it the Killing Joke that started that whole acid thing? That was 1986. I well, think they the wrote Killing that. Joke. Shit, I'm gonna get them confused. I think the Killing Joke started the. Oh, was the it Under the Red Hood? Thing. Under the Red Hood. Under the Red yeah, Hood yeah. is the yeah, one yeah. that started that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I that was that might have been burton sort of combining stories back then yeah. uh because i believe that under the red hood story that isn't that where that starts that whole well, i don't know was it or is it or is it in this bat you're, you just said i think that this batman is the first time that they ever had jack napier kill his parents Bruce's parents yeah as far as i know yeah. yes okay um but i think there's been more than one joker backstory with the acid i think there's been um 
but what was the one where he was a failed comedian? Was that Killing Joke? That was Killing Joke, yes. Yeah. So that that's the only one I know of that even gives Joker like an, a proper backstory. Which it looks like this new Joker is going to do the same thing, It does, right? yeah. It looks mm. like it's going to follow. It looks like literally the king of comedy meets the Joker. Mm. Yeah. Basically. And yeah. it could be rad. Yeah, yeah. Feels unnecessary, but it could be rad. You know, it's weird to think that this may be the Batman where he's the most detective-y. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Because he's he's investigating all the combinations of the the toiletries and stuff like that. He's investigating Napier. I think Dark Knight, he does a little bit of that with the bullets in the wall and shooting all the bullets yeah. in the brick and trying to get the print off the bullet. And he does a little bit. But yeah, I think the first one, it's pretty darn detective. Although the, the the first one's detective work is basically him sitting in front of a wall of computers. So like, I'm not yeah, sure. like all these like, you know, regular <laughs> screen, like SD TVs. Well, he also has the moment too. I mean, I guess this can only be set up at his, at his house because they have the party and he has the uh, microphone set up so they can hear, you know, he can hear Pat Hingle and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, I guess Pat Hingle's playing Commissioner Gordon. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's where he finds out about that, uh, chemical mm-hmm. factory thing and everything. Although I don't know if you consider that detective or not, but, uh, yeah, I would think so because he's, he's gaining intelligence. Now basically. Matt Reeves is going to give us one that he says is inspired by Chinatown. Like he's nice. going hard into the detective roots of Batman. Nice. That's, I'm see, giddy. I'm down for that. I'm giddy. I totally am. Yeah. I'm giddy. Yeah. Because I, I think he could make a case that Michael Keaton is the best Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. I think we said that the last time. Yeah, you could probably make that case. Yeah. There aren't a lot of great ones. No, there's not. <laughs> there's a, you know, there's that uh, argument in Neighbors, you know, where they basically just, uh, you know, when Seth Rogen and uh, Zach Evron are both like, you know, arguing about who's the, and Seth Rogen's like, no, no, this is Batman. This is the Batman. The, 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 he's the best Batman. Bruce, the, uh, Michael Keaton's the best Batman. <laughs> I love when they're doing the frat guys are doing all the De Niro impressions with him, and the one guy does Pacino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Batman's going up against Black Panther, and, uh, you know, uh, Black Panther, man. God, it's a, it's a tough one, man. It is. I, you, if we kind of went down the line, who's the better villain, Killmonger or Joker? Joker, probably, right? Yes. I mean, Yes, I I know Killmonger is awesome, but Joker Jack Jack Nicholson's Joker is, and I think Killmonger will become iconic. But I think Jack Nicholson's Joker is absolutely iconic. I feel like it's definitely iconic. I still feel like Jack Nicholson has done better work in twenty other movies. Sure, I mean he's he is a comic book villain like through and through in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He he has motivation, but he's playing it off as a joke. Oh yeah, this is Nicholson getting to just let his hair down yeah, yeah. and just kind of like you know, how can someone dressed as a bat steal all of my press? <laughs> <laughs> this town needs an enema and all that. You know, I mean, he's really chewing into it and everything. Yes, he's he's better in other movies because he's more human. You yes. know, yes. Um, but uh, but the, I, I think the villain goes that way so who's the better hero is it black panther or is it batman i still don't agree on the villain oh really you think killmonger i i I think it's worth questioning yeah because killmonger has legitimate right to that fucking throne okay remind me how it goes because the uncle is supposed to succeed the brother right 
but the uncle was killed by Forrest Whitaker. But it, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, by, it's by not funny because it's wrong. By literally the guy, not even the character, the literal actor. Yeah, so I'm just sitting there thinking of Forrest Whitaker coming in. Like, okay, I'm going to have to kill you guys. <laughs> so why does Killmonger? He has a legitimate right to quest to 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 battle. Yes, not he's it not doesn't the automatically rightful king, go to him. but he has a claim, and they have gotcha. already taken. T'Challa and crown him king. But hold on, hold before on. dude got his shot. How does that work? Can anybody challenge? Anybody can challenge T'Challa, right? Well, the Winston Duke almost did, right? Mm. He did. He did he challenge. Did. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, does it have to be the the head of the clans, like you know, uh, uh, Daniel uh, Kaluuya, or does it does it have to be? Could it be anybody? I can't. They do spell this out in the movie. I'm pretty sure yeah. because it, it's. I think it's anybody because it's the first. Remember, there. It's everybody's just kind of like, yeah, you're you're the king. You know, we're yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and except when it gets to the Winston Duke guy. Right. So anybody could have challenged him that had any kind of succession into the into the throne. I believe. Okay. Okay. And considering that Killmonger has a bloodline. Yeah, I mean, because they make a huge deal about that. Like he's he's got royal blood, so mm -hmm. therefore he's able to do that. So I guess, yeah, he does have a right to the throne. You're absolutely right. I just think he's got he's got more. Again, we're talking about a, a very cartoony live action movie and a much less cartoony cartoony live action movie. Mm. Um, you know, I what I like about Killmonger is that he's not wrong. He's just a smidge too violent in that he wants to give the weapons to black people all over the world to fight back against people who've been oppressing them. Mm -hmm. But he's right when he says, you guys have been hoarding all this tech because the movie then makes it a good thing that T'Challa gives all that technology to the world and goes to the UN. Mm -hmm. So when Killmonger saying you should have already done this, he's right. Yeah. It's pretty rare that a villain can be so close to right and still be wrong. That's true. What is the, time difference between black panther and infinity war oh i don't think it's we know not long is it it's i wouldn't think so it's like it's like within months i think yeah okay so that makes sense because i was wondering if he's given all this vibranium away why isn't like everything made of vibranium in yeah. new york yeah. and like <laughs> you know anywhere that they're at yeah. they should be like encased in vibranium, basically. Yeah, I don't think they've gotten to the point of yeah, like everybody knows how to use it and you know make big, huge like shields or whatever. Yeah, out of it. But like, uh, uh, yeah, the technology part of Wakanda and everything is such a fun part of Black Panther. Yeah, it is. The just the sheer knowledge that they have that the rest of the world, the rest of the world doesn't have. Mm. Uh, that's the, that's for me, the Letitia Wright stuff is the most exciting parts of Black Panther for me, because just the idea that they know more than everybody else in the world, uh, and everything. And I just enjoy those type of things. I love when she's driving the car from Wakanda, <laughs> like she's in the Hong Kong chase, but only the car is, and Busan she's actually chase. sitting, huh? Busan chase. Oh yeah. What did I say? Hong Kong. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're right. It's it's fucking awesome, yeah. especially when he's he's just up on the car 
and doing all that stuff. Now, the CG in that scene in particular, I think is really, really good. Mm-hmm. But man, the thing that dings me the most, we said I said it coming out of the theater, is the CG overall in this movie. Yeah. Especially at the end. Well, when it when they're creating an entire world full of, like, first off, you got to create the city itself. Then you have to create, like, all the what the rhinos and crap you know yeah, i know and i wish they'd not spent time yeah. on that though and uh and and yeah there's something there's always something about that type of thing that takes you out of the quote-unquote reality yes it's silly it's a comic book movie but like give me a little something to. that's why i i hold stuff like logan and dark knight in such high esteem because there's none of that like oh here you have a cgi character a full cgi character here that's just kind of like in the scene kind of like ruining the reality for me um it detracts from those big fights too on the the cliff you know yes and the the, waterfall because you're like wow this is a really intense scene and then you look up it's a bunch of titanic characters almost everybody yeah that's the problem right every time i see big huge cgi crowds i don't know what they're doing to try to make those natural but they're not doing the right thing yeah like there's a the movements are just too like maybe mechanical or there's too much movement yeah there's too much movement maybe like there's like okay since we you know took the time to draw these individual characters they all have to be doing something you should have some that are just like (laughs) you know holding their arms together and like you know and if somebody does a motion it's like one motion not like you know moving both (laughs) their hands up and down in this like yeah you know uh so there's something off i don't know what it is but yeah there's something off about all that yeah but But really that's the only ding that you can have you know yeah chadwick boseman it is chadwick boseman right boseman he is fantastic Mm -hmm. in this michael b jordan is like next level fantastic Mm -hmm. in this Mm -hmm. letitia wright is fantastic Danae Gerrard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> I always fuck it up, so I'm just gonna give up midway through it. Yeah. And fucking uh, Lupita Nyong'o is, yeah. is even fantastic. Um, but they really don't explore any more of that romance, do they? Maybe they will in no, Black Panther. No, it's too. one of. In fact, that and then, uh, like Angela Bassett even gets a little bit more. Because she's there at the end when they go up to Winston Duke and try and find the revive whatever do the thingy, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it kind of feels tacked on that little romance storyline. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, doesn't need to be there, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, it, it is nice comic relief where they're like, "Did you freeze?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you could take. I mean, you could. Ta- <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, all right, are we ready to vote? I think, I think so. Are. I am going to say just nostalgia purposes alone and how it makes me feel and what I would put on if you gave me both of these Blu-rays, I would do Batman almost every time. Okay. Not every time if it was the same choice because I would get sick of it. Uh, here's what this bracket is teaching me more than anything. The Burton Batman movies have fallen out of favor for me. I get that sense from you. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm I mean, don't loop them here, together though. If I'm looking, I'm not looking for negatives. Of course, when you pit two movies against each other, you kind of have to. And mm-hmm. I'm sitting here thinking the Batman, it kind of campy. Not as much as the the you know Adam West stuff though. No, but I that I don't think that stuff's very good. No, it's just it's more fun than good. Yeah, it's more fun for nostalgia purposes than fun because it's any good. Yeah, uh, Black Panther. God. Mm. god damn 
putting Chris on the spot. Oh, man. You know, uh, before, I, before I make a decision here, uh, it, it would be kind of fun to pit the Dark Knight versus Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. You know, uh, you know just, uh, you know, it's a battle for Batman supremacy. Yeah, man. God. Uh, I have so I have so much history with that Batman movie. Yep. So much of it. Um and uh, and Black Panther is 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 uh what 2 years old yeah. now. Mirror. Uh, Mirror. I I mean I I agree that bat that that first Batman has has lost a little bit of luster over the years. Um I I, I'm gonna go Black Panther. Oh wow! Uh, I think Black Panther is a more important comic book movie than mm, Batman mm, is. Mm. Although Batman, the, we've talked about it before. Uh, the the 1989 Batman is probably the reason. Although it it took a long time for studios to start taking comic books seriously. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that uh, it seemed like there was a darkness there, and it was yeah, it's kind of silly, especially you know Jack Nicholson and all that. But uh, I've seen Batman way more than I've seen Black Panther. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Black Panther's a better movie, mainly because of the inclusionary factors. Yeah, the uh, uh, I don't like. I, I agree. I don't like the CGI that much in this and everything. And that's a that's a big huge. Uh, glaring weakness on that movie but yeah i'm gonna go black panther yep well there's not a bad choice in between the two no but we are gonna now have black panther versus the dark knight yes we are that is well you guys have fun with that one that's (laughs) shit (laughs) you guys have fun with that one i'll be on vacation when that happens all right guys it's uh it's time to talk about a service called better help yes better help it's good stuff. Yeah, I got to I got to go a little bit back in my background. I know I've talked about it before, but I, I worked in psychiatry for a while, and I worked in research. And one of the things that we did in research was to gauge the uh, effectiveness of online therapy, teletherapy, um, virtual counseling, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And in doing that, we read a lot of literature to to get the background on it. And the long and short of it is that it works. It works really, really well. It particularly works in rural areas where you don't have a lot of access to just general therape- therapeutic services. Yeah. So what BetterHelp is, uh, is an online therapy service um, that you can connect with via your computer, via text message, email, stuff like that, via their portal. Um, so... I'm I'm taking this journey. I've never been in therapy before. I've always had an interest in it uh, because there's some things that, that that I could work on. Um, and so, like, I took the plunge. I was like, I'm gonna sign up for this thing. And, and uh, so, I'm basically gonna take you through my journey on this series of ads and and tell you just honestly, as honest as I can, to to tell you what I what my journey is. So basically, all you do is you sign up. Uh, quick registration. You do a very quick questionnaire that asks you general questions. Then you have a few more questions about what are your goals? What do you want to work on? Like what's bothering you these days? Um, and then they set you up uh, with, they, they have like a match thing. They ask where you are, um, what your background is, how old you are, uh, that kind of thing. And they set you up with a, a tailored therapist, basically, like that's in the specialty that you want to work on. A lot of times in your same state. Uh, the one that I got was in my same state. 
and that just kind of matches your needs. I've never seen anything like this. Even the stuff that we had worked on and researched before, I never seen anything this sophisticated. Um, and I'm I'm set up for my first appointment, and I'll let you guys know how that goes. Uh, it's it's a little daunting to me because I've never been on this side of it, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, well, and you've been on the other side of it enough to know that it's effective. Yes, and we have talked a lot about mental health uh, on this podcast. Uh, on videos, on Twitter, it's uh, it's probably the biggest cause that we have championed uh, with the platform that we have been given. Um, <clears throat> I'm in therapy. I've been in therapy for almost four years now. Mm. Uh, I certainly was in therapy a few times prior to that in life. Um, and I, it's working. It's yeah. like I've had people close to me, even you a couple days ago said, I can tell you're less anxious than mm -hmm. you were a couple years ago. Um, it's not, here's what therapy is not. It's not a magic cure. It's not a one-time fix. Uh, and, and you have to be willing to be the engine for therapy. You can't just sign up for therapy and expect, well, this person's just going to grab me by the brain and lead me to a better place. Right. You need to be a part of that journey. Um, but I am so pumped about this service. When we first got this opportunity, uh, we, you know, Barrett's been diving into it and learning everything we can about better help. And it looks like a great service. I can't wait to hear what you think about it going through. <laughs> I can't wait to do it. I, I got to tell you, like even the first message that I got, it's an email. It's not, but I get anxiety when I get emails yeah. that, that I have to respond very quickly. And so, you know, so, but let's do it and could not be warmer. Like, here's my background. My therapist's name is Ann. Here's Here's my background. Here's what I think we could work on. Looking forward to meeting you. I've got my schedule right here. It, you can pull it up on the page awesome. and literally say, I want Wednesday at 2.30 or something like that. Awesome. And it was booked. That's great. And, and it's going to be a video chat. If I don't feel like doing a video chat, I can do like just a, a chat chat. That's awesome. Uh, if, they're, uh, if, they're, if they're in the same state, can you can you visit them or is this? No, it's all online. It's all online. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's actually this service is actually... Uh, available worldwide. So those of you outside of the United States, uh, you still have access to this. Um, I'm going to keep you guys updated as long as you, you, you want to hear about it. Um, just because I, I feel like that's part of the, my, my journey through all this stuff is, is sharing my experience. And, and hopefully, you know, if, if you're like me and you've always had an interest in it, you've got, you know, a few things that you could work on or maybe some serious things, you know, try this out. You know us. We we in anything that we endorse, we're behind. Yep. Um, and we definitely did our homework on this service, and uh, it's it's really been uh, a good experience so far. We only have good things to say about it. So try it. And because you're a listener of Sincast, we actually have a deal for you. Um, it's going to be ten percent off of your first month when you Ooh. go to BetterHelp.com. Slash Sincast. Make sure to use the Sincast URL, uh, and you get ten percent off your first um, your first month. Now, this service is not free overall, but it's very very affordable, especially compared to traditional therapy and insurance and this and that and the mm -hmm. other. I've I've looked at it; it is very affordable, uh, and they can work. They have financial assistance too, so for those who qualify. So, if if the money is is something that that's preventing you, just contact them. And and you guys can can figure something out. Um, awesome. It's worth reaching out for sure. Betterhelp.com slash Sincast. 10% off your first month. I'm going to keep you updated, uh, but I just want to you know let you know how, I'm, how it's going. Awesome. 
we go over to the east bracket and we have the number one seed batman begins versus the four seed deadpool easy mm. let's take 10 minutes to talk about it anyway mm. <laughs> I, this isn't easy for me i have, have never really gotten the boner for batman begins that everybody else has I liked it a lot, mm -hmm. but especially in comparison to Dark Knight, I don't think it comes anywhere near it. I'm taking that to mean that you are Batman Begins all the way. Uh, oh, in this bracket, yes. Mm -hmm. I, will, I will tip my hand early uh, mm -hmm. just because I feel it has way more staying power. Again, if you want to laugh, Deadpool's going in. Because it's very funny. Uh, and it's probably going to be funny for 10, 20 viewings. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not voting on funny. And uh, Batman Begins is, is is more substantial. Batman from Tim Burton, like you said, is probably what helped studios start taking comic books seriously as mm -hmm. potential movies. Batman Begins was the first one that got audiences to take the world of superheroes seriously mm -hmm. by making it feel very real. Mm. Like... What what if Batman were real? It yeah. would look a lot like Batman Begins. It would look a lot like a rich guy putting on a ski mask, trying to figure out where his allies are, trying to do what he can to take down crime here and there and fine tune his persona. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> now, there's this wave of culture now where we're like, we keep doing Batman without the Batman. Because we had a whole show called Gotham. Yeah. And that was about... Uh, Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Uh, and he's from the uh, the OC. Um, <laughs> Gordon is from the OC. But the show ends, from what I understand, with Batman yeah. making an appearance. But he appears in the final. Bruce Wayne as a kid is a character. Mm -hmm. But this show, now we've got a new show called Pennyworth about young Alfred. Oh, is that? Being is an that... SAS agent or whatever. I could give, like, I, I could give less than a rat's ass yeah. about that show. Uh, Batman Begins is about how he goes from Bruce Wayne to Batman. And I'm fascinated by it. I feel like it treats it very realistically. It gives him good motivations for why he does all the things he does. Um, I'm not. I don't think it's as good as The Dark Knight. Now, there's a I whole mess of people out there yeah. that think it is, and I'm not one of them. But I think it's if Dark Knight is one, this is two. You know, I mean, it doesn't. It certainly doesn't do anything with the world's greatest detective. It just shows him as a rich playboy and then a vigilante. And then who's also a rich playboy. It doesn't have any sort of like, you know, this is the reason that he has the abilities. The only reason that he has the abilities is because of training and because of physical fitness. Mm. Right. It's not because he's figuring shit out. Mm -hmm. He's just. Well, you could even make an argument that Morgan Freeman does all the figuring shit out in this movie. He does. Yeah. I, I think the Batman himself is the weakest. Maybe in the whole trilogy, even though I don't like Dark Knight Rises at all. And the supporting cast, Gordon, Katie Holmes, Scarecrow, Ra's al Ghul, like all those guys, Alfred, like those are what really fleshes this whole movie Is out. there anything that he, he figures out in this movie? No, it, because... Like even the... He figures out Ra's al Ghul is, is evil, I guess. Well, yeah, but like even the um the Scarecrow, like uh, uh, Misty thing, whatever, like <laughs> yeah. he doesn't he doesn't really learn any... 
No, Lee Mor- Morgan Freeman figures it out. Morgan because Freeman Because they even does. have that bit where he's like, I had to isolate the whatever compound, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, am I supposed to know what that means? No, yeah. I just wanted you to know how hard it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he, you're right. Like, uh, a lot of the stuff seems to happen to Batman more than he is actively finding. I'll buy that. I'll yeah. buy that criticism. Yeah. And, but, I mean, it looks gorgeous because it's a Christopher Nolan film. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the performances are good. I mean, Bale is good in that character. I just think the character is, is a little, little puny on, 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 you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that bit, that quick in the early montage when he's been arrested for stealing. He's like, this is what you get for stealing. And he says in whatever foreign language, ah, it's not stealing. Cause there's like Wayne enterprises on all the boxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> basically saying I can't be stealing. I own it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I think Deadpool, like just looking at the story of it, I mean, there's, it's a, it's a much weaker story where oh, sure. it's, everything is a, is a launching point for Ryan Reynolds to go off on his, you know, what we really like Ryan Reynolds to do, you know, like these riffs that he does. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, a pretty weak villain overall. I mean, he's, he's as good as he needs to be in the moment. Right? Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> The, you know, the, you know, the steal the girlfriend uh, plot, essentially, the, you know, uh, story-wise, Deadpool cannot ha- hold a candle to Batman Begins. Yeah, they're both origin stories. Entertainment-wise, obviously, it's made up for that with all the just the funny, raunchy stuff that happens in the whole movie and yep. everything. Yeah, funny contest, Deadpool wins every time. I do like how, like, obviously, from the opening credits, you see that it's subverted traditional norms mm-hmm. but I, I like the non-linear storytelling of this where he's already on you know the bypass mm-hmm. as he's as he's opening up and yeah. all that stuff let's go back a little bit it, you know? actually batman begins always fascinates me too because the first half of that movie is pretty non-linear and it feels like the way the prestige is cut because like how does it go that's what i'm saying is every time i catch batman begins i'm thinking oh it's five minutes in and it's 25 minutes in because uh, you know, opens with the little boy and the right. dad and the train. Right. You know, why do we? What do we do when we fall, Master Wayne? And then, um, <clears throat> well, he's gone. He disappears. Comes back for the trial. Is gonna shoot the guy. Mm-hmm. Disappears after that. Starts robbing. Ends up at Ra's al Ghul. But it's all chunked out of order. He's already like. He gets on the plane with Alfred and starts talking about, I need a persona, and it, it'll cut back that. to yeah, Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, yeah. It's all out of sequence until he gets back to Gotham um, and right. officially starts the Batman persona. It's, I, I, I'm fascinated by Nolan's brain that he can do that. Uh, every fucking time I watch The Prestige, I get lost. I think I'm somewhere in the movie and I'm actually in a different place in the movie. Well, it's the same thing with Dunkirk too, where there's yeah, like the yeah. three months mm-hmm. yeah. and the, yeah, the three days and then the three hours or whatever it yeah. is. Um, and, you know, Deadpool is also his character, like he, he's a indestructible, you know, he's a, he can't, he can't die or anything. Like everything that he does is, you know, there's no real like uh, danger in anything that he does well it keeps ramping up though like you're like well he got his what his arm cut off or whatever it is mm-hmm. and uh you know all that stuff oh no he broke his legs and his arms and all that stuff and you're like holy shit and then all of a sudden you see him heal later on but it's uh, it's funny though the the the, the comedy of deadpool is always going to make you want to choose it like so if you had batman begins and deadpool in front of you i would watch deadpool honestly yeah but I think 
if I put them on simultaneous TVs, I would probably find myself gravitating towards Batman Begins because it's just so yes. well done. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it, it's, I'm glad I talked this out on why I, I hold this in lesser regard than a lot of people is it's because of the Batman character. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I, I, I respect that. I still think it's better than Deadpool. I think it's better than Deadpool too. Yeah. So I think Batman Begins is, uh, is moving on. I will also pick it. So, uh, what will go up against Batman Begins? It's a matchup of the two seed Spider-Man Homecoming uh versus the three seed v for vendetta (laughs) (laughs) you dick (laughs) you dick (laughs) you picked it like two of my happy places i have to say we're all dicks at this point because everything the first round that's barrett being a dick (laughs) second round that's us enforcing dicks upon ourselves <laughs> uh, oh my god i caught a little bit of homecoming uh it's on stars or hbo or something like that yeah caught that the other day and it's it's just such a warm bath of loveliness <laughs> <laughs> and you, we were talking about villains strangely enough in the batman versus uh batman versus black panther this is one of the best villains played by michael keaton in the history of comic book movies mm-hmm. 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 i'm i mean Yes, and I'm glad he doesn't die at the end. <clears throat> well, yeah, he'll he'll be back, I think. Um, and uh, I'm not a super fan of the trigger for the reveal, mm-hmm. but once the reveal, like, the, it's just super goddamn convenient that the girl he's asked to homecoming happens to be the daughter of this guy he's been battling. Yeah. You know, what? it's super convenient. It is, but it's also. A nice play on racial expectations. Well, that's because we see that she's got an African American mom, and mm-hmm. you're like, "Well, there's no way." Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, there is. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, and it's still, and I feel like they they shielded themselves from too much criticism on the convenience because of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it's revealed, uh, that next ten minutes may be some of the best 10 minutes i've ever seen yeah. including the stuff in the house too because oh, yeah. that's tense as shit too well yeah. yeah because you don't you don't know at first whether or not keaton has figured it out and right because peter doesn't or at least maybe you're just on edge because peter doesn't know what this guy knows um and then there's that moment in the car when he figures it out and there's just those two super quiet th- and i'm like oh and everything changes the mood changes uh, casual you know gun waving in front of a school uh, <clears throat> i'll overlook that um i even like their next encounter at the warehouse where he's just stalling for time for the wings to get there and peter doesn't realize it and they're yelling at each other and uh, yeah he's fantastic one of the best mcu villains period him and they really knocked it out of the park that year because we had black panther and homecoming yeah, yeah. in the same year yep I think the the we've talked about the weaknesses of Spider-Man Homecoming obviously the the action scenes everything around the action scenes is some of the best stuff you'll see everything involving the action scenes some of the worst stuff that you're going to see mm-hmm. Yeah well when it when they're battling like when I actually love the vultures effects mm-hmm. it looks it looks slightly practical right mm-hmm. like it looks like the wings are moving the way that a regular set yeah. of wings would move and so, like when they do the 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 the, the semi truck heist, where he's flying over and everything, and he's got the the magical who's a watch, and he drops in, like that seems like it's really well done. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they didn't take that 
technique and apply it to the other things, especially the end. Yeah, I just think it's really hard. Um, you know, once you yeah, it is once you've written yourself into a midair at night uh, cloaked airplane mm-hmm. battle, <laughs> I think it's very hard to make it look good. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, and again, there are moments that work. I think when he first encounters Donald Glover and Logan Marshall Green doing that exchange, the night of the party at Liz's house, I think that scene is fine when he's like, you want to shoot somebody? Shoot me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he ends up being dragged along by the thing and then mm-hmm. running through the neighborhood. Uh, but that plane scene is just. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's so bad. And I mean, uh, you know, uh, comparing the two V for Vendetta, I mean, I guess it doesn't have very many action scenes in it overall uh it's it's more more a film Mm -hmm. a film a film uh what are the action scenes it's there's the end obviously Mm -hmm. with the the uh the bullets and the slicing and there's uh isn't there an alleyway scene where he shows up oh that's when he first starts showing off his badass um and yeah there's not a lot of i guess you could kind of call it no they're not really action scenes they're more his assassination moments aren't even really action scenes he sneaks in and kills the tv host in the shower and mm-hmm. then there's the priest where natalie portman dresses up like yeah. some ungodly thing yeah uh and he goes oh you're playing a game <laughs> uh, that guy's a creep yes, uh, he is. and then he's got the lady the corner mm-hmm. um yep i already killed you while you were sleeping yeah. um <laughs> i fucking love this movie but yeah not a lot of action yeah not a lot of action a lot more social commentary and drama yeah and, and so the, these two are very very different in that way um Man, the, the the action scenes in Spider-Man Homecoming nearly like it, like I'm almost like, God damn, it nearly disqualifies it in my head mm-hmm. sometimes. It's hard. It's hard because, and again, I always say it's Tom Holland. It may, it may be other factors. It may be a combination of Ned and the director. I don't know. But I, I, I overlook those. This probably, it's probably my favorite MCU movie to date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just that those moments that work, work so goddamn well. That opening montage before he's a hero of him Spider-Manning, <laughs> where he tries to return a stolen bike but can't find the owner, and he helps the old lady find directions, and he stops the guy from breaking into his own car. Yeah. <laughs> That's just fucking perfect. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I just, I don't really watch the plane scene. I just kind of look away. Well, that's the That's thing, true. Right? I do <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> it's what, it's what I, was, I was sort of getting around to, is that these action scenes, I never think of those when I'm watching this movie. Or thinking about this movie and um i think spider-man homecoming is the more fun the more watchable movie of these two and i'm that's the one i'm picking mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i can't wait for the the next one for many levels but i can't wait to see how they play up the aunt may knows he's spider-man now oh yeah <laughs> what, what the, the fuck <laughs> but you're absolutely right i think it would be super awesome to have a small group of people that know because it's not like MJ is going to tell anybody. It's not like Aunt May is going to tell anybody. They had to corral Ned from telling anybody. Yeah. And you could see probably even Flash, like, you know, keeping the secret because he's so enamored with Spider-Man. He loves Spider-Man as much as he hates Peter Parker. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I could see that happening and I could see that being really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I do like V for Vendetta a lot. But I'm with you on Spider-Man Homecoming, man. Yeah. I, I can't. I cannot turn it off when yeah, it's on. It's so good. That's my pick, man. Um, I do want to give a shout out to V for Vendetta for being eerily still timely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Both in terms of the uh, 
religiously twinged authoritarian government. Mm-hmm. But also there's that whole thing in the middle when he's he's trying to get Evie to understand how he understands. The only way his dumbass knows to do it is to torture her for like three weeks. <laughs> uh, but he feeds her the letters that he got fed from the next door prisoner. Mm-hmm. And so she can experience the story of this girl who's a lesbian. Yeah. And society is... Well, they're locking them all up. They're taking them all to these kind of places where V was held. I think the movie, if you go back to it today, it is a lot more timely than it probably was even when that shit came out. Absolutely. Yeah. What was this, 2005? 2005. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to vote Homecoming. Well, um, that's the, the struggle that I have during this whole thing is that I think you can make an argument that V for Vendetta is the better made film, the better story than Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. But you have to go through a whole bunch of like, what's more enjoyable? What's more this? What's more that? I mean, you know, there's you can't really lose on these two. Uh, and I'm sure that I've gone back and forth between what's more enjoyable and what's better. And when those hard decisions, you just kind of like, you know, kind of close your eyes and just let it go. But um, that's the thing for me. I think you can argue V for Vendetta is technically a better movie than Spider-Man Homecoming. But then the the test of which one do you watch, you know, and then, you know, it's, um, you know, there there is plenty enough bad and V for and bad, quote unquote, in V for Vendetta, too, yeah. that, you know, that yeah. it, it just it's not as loud as the Spider-Man homecoming negative. I mean, this negatives. dude, Stephen Ray is investigating this for a year mm-hmm. and figures it out like 32 minutes before it's all gonna <laughs> yeah. Yeah. like there, it has problems uh, but i i really love it but yeah homecoming is gonna get my vote you're evil, you're evil. Yeah. also uh, uh uh toad in the hole eggy in the basket delicious that's where you cut a hole in the center of your piece of toast yeah, put man. it in the frying pan mm-hmm. oh crack an egg in there. you know we we had i wrote a toad in the hole sin for something i can't remember what it was uh, but something about best toad in the hole east of the Mississippi or something like that. I'll never. I'll have to look it up. But uh, I remember writing that up, writing that in. It's in the video. Um, Batman Begins will now go up against Spider-Man Homecoming. Wow. Oh, wow. oh we might have our first upset. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, finally, we go into the South region, the Sweet 16. The number one seed, The Avengers, goes against the four seed, A History of Violence. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah oh. This is one of those big. Oh, is right. Disparity of quality versus. Yes. You know, I'm, uh, I'm going to contradict myself ultimately, you know, because I'm sure there's a time back in the last couple of episodes where I will use logic in a way that I am now going to use it opposite. <laughs> I think that's true, and I don't think there's any way that you can uniformly yeah. go over any kind. It's it first. It's ultimately what you feel about something, yeah. right? Yeah. It's all a it's all a it's all a guessing game sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's going to be times when you listen to these things where I will make an argument for one movie, mm-hmm. and then won't make the same argument for the other movie, and it'll be it'll feel like it's unfair. But <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> I want that to be the cold open. It's going to feel like it's unfair. Go fuck yourself. Say it nicely as possible. Exactly. Go fuck yourself. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Exactly. How about you? How about go fuck yourself? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. So, 
What yeah. is it? Avengers? The Avengers versus a history of violence. Christ. <laughs> a history of violence is awesome. It is. It's violent. It's dramatic. Mm-hmm. It, there's, it, there are secrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or are there? Yes. There maybe. Are, there are vaginas. There's uh Oh, there are vaginas. There's no vaginas in the not Avengers. Vis- not visible. Yeah. No. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, for, I forgot. <laughs> By the way, visible vagina was the name of my band in college. Yeah, there was yeah there was a there was a point where you have to you have to like go frame by frame on that oh shit. You got, it is basic, quick. you got a basic instinct that shit. Yeah, exactly. You sit there and you're like, oh yeah, holy shit! They totally didn't see that. Oh man, God, Moses, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we've talked about how you guys like the end of Avengers a lot better than the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm almost the opposite, although I like both of them. I, I think I like the front end of it even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the sheer scale of this, like when I first heard about this, you know, getting everybody teamed up, I was like, fuck, it's going to be like Spider-Man 3 because it's going to be too many characters. Mm-hmm. You can't get everybody in there. You know, the only per- the only franchise that's done it to a certain degree is X Men. Mm-hmm. They're they're able, but even then, you've marginalized some characters. Uh, they Joss Whedon just fucking pulled off a miracle because it seems like everybody from Black Widow to uh, Cap to Tony to uh, Hulk to Thor, like everybody gets you know their own story. Even Loki. Mm-hmm. So and and Loki is a great villain because you don't necessarily know. If you want to root for him, or if you don't want to root for him, um, so yeah, I think I think the characters themselves. Maybe the only one is uh, Clint is the only one that doesn't get a whole lot of backstory or mm-hmm. anything. And I guess they made up for that in Age of Ultron. I really don't think they did. No, I guess they were trying to make up for they it. They were clearly trying to yeah, make up for yeah, it. Yeah, and actually, in Endgame too. I, I even saw people coming out of Endgame in the first move, like the first week or so, talking about what a badass like Hawkeye is in that movie. And I mean, then he I, is, right? I, well, for 30 seconds in the rain. Uh, I mean, he's fighting for pretty much the whole movie, right? I remember I remember coming out of that movie feeling like he was hardly in it. Well, I mean, she he goes was the to first... find him. He's murdering fools. Well, he was in the, the be- very beginning of the movie with, with his daughter. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, but. And then he then he he's wasn't badass. being a badass in that. Scene. And then, well, I mean, they they put him in the suit and like go back to his family and everything back back to the house. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. He's not in a whole lot of it. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. Mm. You're just saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying he's worthless. <laughs> <laughs> I like Jeremy Renner. I do too. He's I getting- would. I I have mocked Black Widow cocking those two guns and using tiny blue lightsabers in Ultron. Mm-hmm. But I still think she fits more than Hawkeye does. Yeah, I mean, Hawkeye had a, has a purpose in Avengers, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he's up there, like, you know, spying and, like, taking out the aerial stuff and things like that. I think in that context, in that battle, I think he's very useful. On the hella thing. Isn't he carrier? still, like, brainwashed on that scene, though? Like, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, like, in the medical ward or something well, yeah. i do love that there's a whole scene where iron man has to fix a broken down vehicle basically yeah it's like a superhero action scene where he's fixing a, a flying car yeah basically and, and he's got to have cap help him out with yeah. it too yeah and cap can't you know it takes superhuman strength to get to where he needs to go mm-hmm. but it's not like completely outside the realm of possibility mm-hmm. they can make that jump 
So yeah, look, mm. A History of Violence is the better made film out of this. Sure, group. I and, don't, I don't, I couldn't live with myself if we didn't state that clearly. Yeah, I like, I, I again, there are going to be times where I say that exact same thing about something else and then pick the other movie. <laughs> yeah. And in this case, it's probably going to be this one. Yeah, like I think A History of Violence, like seriously, like if we made this just a if we threw that into like a random like a uh, bunch of movies we're doing like March Madness the last time we yeah. did, like that movie's gonna make it far. Yeah, I think the Avengers is a more exciting movie. It's more mm-hmm. along the lines of what we're tr- we're going for here. And I know that Road to Perdition still has a it has a good chance of getting very far and everything. And it's the same kind of movie. Um. But the Avengers is a more exciting movie. And I think there's a lot of issues with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like it's way more issues than history of violence has. Yeah. History of violence is an hour and a half of nearly perfection. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's yeah. so concise. It's so beautifully paced to where the reveal, the reveal happens, uh, about almost halfway through the movie, right? Yes. You're like almost exactly halfway and it, it'll, it'll, it'll knock you for a loop. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Twist, I should say. They tried to nuke New York City in Avengers. Last time I watched that movie, I had completely forgotten about that plot detail. They fire a nuclear missile at New York. Okay, look, though, you're about to, you've got this alien horde invading your biggest city in the in the world. You want to mitigate that, right? Well, especially if you can kill 8 million citizens while you're doing it. Yeah, you might as I'm well. Saying. I just, I forgot all about that. <laughs> it's, it's goddamn ridiculous. You know, it is goddamn ridiculous, because what are they going to do about the fucking hole yeah. in the first place? Yeah. You can nuke all the shit that that's on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like fixing a leak by like you know putting putting a little like cup, milk cup under it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna vote Avengers. You're gonna vote Avengers. I'm gonna vote Avengers. Um, it's way more fun. I think it needs to win at least this matchup because of how important it is in the state of comic book movies and superhero movies and i think like you said it was the first one that showed us standalone heroes coming together in a single adventure dogs and cats living together (laughs) Mm -hmm. without any of them losing really any of their characters value they each have some hero moments you know he banner's got i'm always angry Mm -hmm. uh iron man has the big sacrifice hulk has the puny god (laughs) um I think we're going to look back, and this is going to be a really important film, especially because the next time they tried to hire Joss Whedon, they put him in handcuffs. And I think you can watch this in Ultron and literally see the difference when you let Joss do what he wants versus when you try and shoehorn what you want to do. Was that the main problem with the the Age of Ultron? Was it a lot of interference? Well, he spoke very openly about how making that movie like destroyed his soul. I remember hearing well, that. And they, that implies to me I was not allowed to do what I wanted to right, do. Right, right. I know well, a lot of that wa- that waterfall with Thor yeah. and all that shit. I don't think he wanted anything to do with that. Mm. Yeah, they, there's the, that's where I think the movie started putting the actual, like, you know, be prepared for this later on mm-hmm. down the line in the movie instead of putting the, the end credit sequence, which was perfectly fine. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's watching that if you're a marvel fan or even if you're not you're just kind of a movie fan you you were staying around watching the stupid credits and like now they in this in in age of ultron they started just throwing that type of scene in the movie yeah and it takes you out Mm -hmm. did you vote already i did 
You you went Avengers. I went the Avengers. It's already been, been decided. <laughs> wanna... I was going to go Avengers for sure. But yeah. you're right. History of violence is absolutely. If we're going by you know well made best movie, History of Violence is going to slap around the Avengers. Yeah. But like if we're going to talk about comic book movie excitement the spirit of this contest or whatever then i would i would have to say the avengers is the movie that you choose here interesting so so far now we've got one more to go we've got uh marvel versus dc in the elite eight in the north marvel versus or dc versus marvel in uh the west we have dc versus marvel in the the other one mm -hmm. how did we manage to do that and this is it's because I planned it. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 And now we have Marvel and what will be the foe. Yeah, yeah. So the Avengers will go up against the winner of this one, the two-seed Superman and the three-seed Avengers Infinity War. Oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, See, this is, why, this is why that flick chart website is so goddamn addictive. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you think you know... Until two <laughs> random movies you like are put up against each other and you have to choose one and you're like, oh, I did not know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Well, if I go with my Marlon Brando type vote, mm -hmm. yeah, I already know how this is going to go because he didn't end up in uh, Infinity War. Mm -hmm. Oh, he was an extra. It was like a <laughs> <laughs> he was the bus driver. It wasn't Stan Lee the whole time. It did he complain about his penis shriveling up to the size of a peanut? What was that? It's the last Tango in Paris. Oh! oh, 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 oh. He said, uh, <laughs> I tried to oh, mentally purge that. He said that because uh, I think they asked if he, if they wanted him to do nude scenes or something like that, and he said no because because his, his it shriveled up like a peanut in the in the studio or whatever. <laughs> That's funny because the his actress co star. Maria naked, Schneider. Who is it? Maria Schneider. Yeah. She's naked like almost the entire movie. Yeah. Almost exclusively. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Like even if she's just hanging around like painting or like smoking, just boobs mm -hmm. out. Yeah. yeah. As yeah. you do. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, we have Superman versus Avengers Infinity War. Um, yeah. Superman's another one of those movies. You ha I have a huge long history with. Um, I don't think I've watched this as much as like a Batman or anything like that. But uh, growing up, super this Superman was you know it's it's kind of like Star Wars or something like that where you you're that's your go to for superhero movies back then. Mm -hmm. When's the last 80s. time you saw this? Uh, probably a couple years ago. Okay, have you seen it fairly recently? Whenever we send it, which was four years ago. Yeah, actually, may have been the sins video the last time I watched this. Yeah, how did it hold up? In terms of like you know effects or datedness or things like that. Well, he his ass never looks like he's flying. No. <laughs> I mean, come on. The whole the whole like scene where he's flying around with Margot Kidder and everything is you know <laughs> they're they're literally standing in the can cameras you, up there. He's yeah. obviously planking. Um, can you read my mind? I mean, Man of Steel actually for all it does wrong that like oh he's sonic smoke vagina yeah. that pops up over the water <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's a speed of sound. <laughs> it's got a technical scientific name. Sonic I don't, Boom. I don't think I got it right. <laughs> There's a name like for the visuals. Oh, no, vagina. that's canon in DC, the smoke vagina. <laughs> There's a name for the visual effect oh, when planes do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Superman doesn't really ever look like he's flying. Um, but I, I, uh, Hey, how does, uh, Lois die at the end? Oh, she's like in a car and an earthquake. She it's a prison shiv. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's the earthquake. Cause that's what it, it's the earthquake at the Hoover Dam. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, her car falls into the little fissure and, uh, and, uh, that whole thing where, you know, you're not supposed to go beyond the rules or whatever he thinks about it and says fuck that noise and re- goes in reverse around the the earth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, do you ever think that uh, the mcu like kevin feige longs for the days of superman where people just kind of like brush off the fact that he flew around the earth a bunch to reverse time Oh, because everybody's nitpicking every single detail of every single movie that you do. Well, and in Superman's time, they were like, "Oh yeah, that's charming." I don't know if that's true though. People, movies are not made in a vacuum. Movies are made in like all these time travel movies came between Superman and Endgame, right? Like Superman didn't exactly have the same base to work with, so you can't excuse Endgame. Lucy goosey with the time travel just because superman Lucy goosey with the time travel because there's 40 years of movies in between where people haven't Lucy goosey there must have been a time travel movie or some, a movie with time travel in it well sure before the, the time traveler did. i'm not saying oh yeah i'm not saying superman was made in a vacuum i'm just saying superman was made in the 70s man. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of my, crazy my point shit. is i don't think that the comic book movies in particular we're held to the standard that they are today. Not at all. No, uh, I, I, but I do think that probably back in 1978, there were a group of people, maybe not getting on the internet, but group of people who were like, oh, come on, Superman can't go, go around the world like that and cause the time travel and yeah. everything. Yeah. That's yeah. not how physics works. Yeah. <laughs> so you know that was happening. It's just that we, I think the criticism now is so much more amplified. It seems worse and everything. Mm. Just like you were talking about with the, um, uh, what was the movie where uh, somebody died and, oh, the Spock died. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, and, oh, Rathacon. Yeah, Rathacon. Uh, the, you know, the, the Star Trek nerds came out and said, we hear that that's happening and that'll be really bad if you do that and yeah. so on and so forth. <laughs> that was back in 1982. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, but. They probably sent letters to Christopher Reeves. Hey, you can't do... That's not how time travel works, mm-hmm. dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee you that happened. Oh, yeah. It's just there was no Twitter back then for everyone to instantly know. <laughs> That's not how time travel works, dickhead. Now, could you sign my photo? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, the other stuff, like, I remember, like, the laser eyes probably looks a little dated. But, yeah. Like, but that's not a super hard effect to pull off. Um, other than the flying around the world backwards, there's not a whole lot of like special effects or anything not like a that lot those, right? he blows mm. at one point well it, yeah does he blow to freeze the water or does he blow to like blow somebody he blows <laughs> to blow somebody like knock things around oh, okay mm-hmm. i always thought that was a cool first of all i don't know how he activates his freeze breath right yeah. mm-hmm. because like he's got the regular breath that can knock you over yeah then but he, then he does this yeah maybe it's this lips his embouchure <laughs> mm-hmm. like 
like they really did give him too many powers. They really did. I know. I know. Yeah, you don't even think about the freeze I mean, breath. You can't really blame him because they were making him up in an age when no one was making up superheroes. Mm. But God, there's so little you can do with a guy who's unstoppable. Yeah. That's why it always comes down to fucking kryptonite. Yep. Yeah. <sighs> And then, and then this one, it's like, uh, it's just like a random, like Lex Luthor is, I I can't even, the way he gets the kryptonite is just like the, the chances of him getting it are insane. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, Krypton blows up and then like a piece of rock shows up (laughs) on earth and lands there or something. And he's able to, you know, send his minions. I don't even remember how he gets it, but I remember him talking about it in his library. Like, like Superman, uh, only, uh, you know, uh, becomes weak when there's kryptonite around him and all that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, first off, how do you know that shit? Did Zod is in this movie too, isn't he? at the, oh, the he's he's trapped in the triangle thing with right, his, right right yeah 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 and he's like you know uh he's like i will I, I will get you first you then your ass and all that you tell him i'm coming yeah <laughs> you tell him i'm coming yes uh so yeah he's at the very very beginning and uh brando is the one who like you know sends him into the uh the phantom zone mm-hmm. oh, he says you tell him i'm fucking coming yeah <laughs> yes in the limey terrence stamp oh yeah because yes. every time he says the first line you tell him i'm coming you always think kurt russell and hell is coming yeah. with me but instead he goes you tell him i'm fucking coming yeah <laughs> fucking love that uh but uh it goes up against avengers infinity war which uh you know tremendous scale tremendous uh, action uh you know this movie is awesome yeah it is yeah uh, it is and uh you know like i said we we were discussing this when we the first time though it's uh in game drastically changes a lot of it does things. i no i no longer think that it's half a movie the mm-hmm. infinity war I think it stands on its own merit because I don't like the stuff that they did with Endgame, so I'm choosing to only focus <laughs> on Infinity War. Oh, God. This is... I feel like this should be easier than it is. I feel like I should be able to dismiss the hokey 70s movie and pick the new spectacle movie that oh, I thought it would be. was super entertaining, but I'm struggling to do that. Yeah, I thought it would be opposite for you because I know Superman. You really love Superman, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm picking Superman. And Infinity War certainly isn't near the top of my MCU rankings. It's got it's got its issues for mm-hmm. sure. You know, Endgame is still a 97 on Rotten Tomatoes. That is odd to me. That's the critic score. Uh, it baffles me because I think I think it's good. I just don't think it's that good. Yeah, I mean that's as high as. I mean, that's as high as shit. Very few movies get 97 and above. Yeah, that's such an odd... That's like book smart, isn't that? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I still believe that there is a segment of critics out there who are afraid to call something bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, and, and in that case, there's not. it's not bad. I'm just saying they're, it's hard for them to just without... It's hard for them to not just fawn over something like that because they know what kind of criticism they get if they don't say it's great or it's awesome, whatever. You know, if they say, oh, well, it wasn't exactly my cup of tea, you might even get some of those reviews, but they'll still put it way up there in their ratings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I read the other day? Tom Holland showed up to shoot the Tony's funeral scene and they told him it was a wedding. What? 
he he showed up, got his suit on for the to shoot the scene at Tony's cabin, which was a funeral. Uh huh. Everybody's wearing black, but the 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 producers told Tom Holland he was shooting a wedding scene. He thought it was a wedding between Tony and Pepper. Probably because he has leaked details of MCU movies oh, like three different times. Ha, ha, that's awesome. But he showed up on set ready to shoot a wedding scene and found out that that's how he found out Tony died in the movie. Uh-huh. Well, that w- they kept it all the way until he showed up on set. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's I hilarious. just read an interview with Batista yesterday. He didn't. He didn't have any idea how um, Infinity War ended. He didn't have any clue because they they shot so sporadically. And he was so rarely around any other characters, mm-hmm. plot-wise. They just didn't tell everybody everything. I almost told nobody everything. Well, that makes sense because the Guardians only come into the picture like right as they're about to pull into Titan, right? Yeah. In fact, no, they're on Titan. Well, right? that's because when it's after the ship crashes. Drax and them show up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's only in that, well, and they never get off of Titan. He's so. in the earlier scene on the ship. When oh, Thor yeah, crashes yeah, yeah, onto him because yeah. he's eavesdropping, but yeah. uh, I just think it's—I mean, hour. it lends more credence to Gwyneth Paltrow not realizing she was in Homecoming. Mm-hmm. The way they brought these people in so many different times, and sometimes it was reshoots, and they shot the two Avengers movies back to back. Anyway, I just thought it was fascinating. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, I've already voted Superman. There's a, there's a decent amount. There's a very good amount of humor in this. What should be a very dour um, Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you go with, Superman? I went with Superman. I'm going to go with Infinity War. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. I was very, very close. I was on the edge. Yeah, I'm going to go Infinity War here mm-hmm. as well. Um, uh, it, it's one of those. It's a giant leap from Superman at this point, and I love Superman and everything. It's just you know, it's one. It's one of those. It's a mismatch in my mind at this point. <laughs> um, that those those two would go up against each other. Um, I still don't think there's any better Superman out there, though. No, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. One day we'll get one. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) So now we have the Avengers going up against Avengers Infinity War. Uh, That'll be interesting. That will be interesting. Elite Eight. Um, so we almost had straight up DC versus Marvel for all these final four. <laughs> right, yeah, right. almost, almost. Yeah. All and I had to do was say Superman. Yeah, true. Yeah. You fucked it up. I fucked it all up. <laughs> and we could still have even split for uh, the final four. We could. And it's very possible. Very possible. I could see it happening. Yes. I could yeah. see it happening. That's fun. It that is a fun. fun round. Yeah. It was more fun than I expected. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, look, there's a reason that. A lot of people will listen to these this series of episodes because people cannot get enough. I I have dad friends now that I that I go to when the kids get together and mm-hmm, everything, mm-hmm. and all they can tell you when they you know know that that I work with movies and stuff like that. They all they want to talk about is MCU stuff. They're like this these movies were made for me, mm-hmm. and these are very different types of people. There's you know jocks, there's nerds, there's chefs, there's all that, and they all. They all dig this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm telling you, man, it's been uh, we we've lived through it, so we I don't think we can fully grasp how big a deal this MCU thing is. I think it's a seismic change in the future of film. It is probably right, probably right. We'll have to have a few years uh, away from it to really know how big it was. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think we're gonna get a few. Years we're not away gonna. From yeah, we're not gonna. That's it's you know what that'll be that'll be a, an that'll be an era defining thing there when the first MCU that comes out doesn't make like a certain amount of money. Yeah, 
Yeah. And it's really it the fall. It will happen. Mm-hmm. It is inevitable. Because mm-hmm. I remember there was an era where Pixar had like eight movies. Mm-hmm. They were all A pluses. They'd all made two or three hundred million dollars. And it looked like they would never, ever stumble. Mm-hmm. And they've ever, I think they stumbled on half of their steps since then. Yeah. yeah. Well, it will happen eventually. And I mean, quality wise, I mean, as far as hits are concerned i think it took them until like good dinosaur before they had a failure maybe yeah in terms of box office yeah yeah. like it like quality wise yes there were some in there that were like oh those weren't very good cars and uh (laughs) cars two and uh yeah cars two especially cars three (laughs) cars two especially but uh but yeah like uh I think it took until Good Dinosaur for somebody, for people just to not care about going to see a Pixar movie. Yeah. That'll do it for this week. Uh, Keep going to Syncast presented by CinemaSins on Facebook. Uh, SoundCloud. uh, We have uh, a Discord. uh, We have, uh, what else we have out there? MVS, CinemaSins Twitter. Uh, There are a lot of places to come and talk about this very episode. Uh, But that'll do it for this week. It's Chris Atkins and Jeremy Scott and Barrett Share. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. He died, but he's homophobic. What? He didn't die, but he's homophobic? Nicholas Nicholas Sparks has not died. He's being dragged for something homophobic. I haven't learned any more than that. I would love for him to do a homophobic or homophobic. Yeah, I would too. Homosexual romantic. (laughs) Not a homophobic. You see, Ryan Gosling, I hate gays. (laughs) Going off to war. Hope you're still here for me. (laughs) Remember how much we both hate the gays. <laughs> we'll always have our homophobia. How, that would be hilarious. <laughs> they bonded over their shared hatred of gay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then, you know, you can come in and if there's something that you need, just you know, take the flash drive and put it in your laptop. <laughs> Run out with a cat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Coco's Italian Market after this shit. Yeah? Yeah. Because I found out, I didn't know this before, they have an Italian beef sandwich. Oh. Oh. There's only like three restaurants in this city, and Old Chicago, by the way, is not one of them, mm-hmm. that have an Italian beef sandwich. Hmm. And I've I've been able to be fine with not going back to Chicago for the last three years, but the one thing is the Italian beef sandwich mm-hmm. that I've missed. Yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna murder that. Gonna get gonna get some shit. I'm getting that for show. Yeah, get that for show. There was a speaking of pregnant. Uh, there was a moment in that always nice. be my maybe thing yeah. where uh, one of the characters is pregnant, mm-hmm. but she's like, uh, like a like a husky individual. Okay. And so there's one time where Randall Park comes in and he hasn't seen her in ages, and he says, "Oh, congratulations." And, like, there's there's nothing made about it. She's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. But I was like, man, that's that's not cool. That's a dangerous road to walk. Hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, it is. Don't ever say it. No. Even if you're positive, don't. Yeah, no. Oh, no. Yeah, no, no. And, and along those same lines, um, you know, don't don't ask 
a woman in public how far along she is if you think she's pregnant. That's bad. That's a no-no. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't ask uh, a woman with no kids when she's going to have them. And yeah, that's true. And don't ask a guy about his penis size. Mm. Whoa. Oh, by the way, speaking of penises, did you uh, see this thing uh, Zendaya's doing uh, on HBO called oh, Euphoria? Oh, there's like 16 penises in one scene No, or there's 30, 30 penises. penises. <laughs> I was telling Chris, I'm totally going to Coco's Italian Market. After yeah. This. Yeah. For what? An like Italian beef sandwich. At 3 p.m.? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've, you... only, I've only had crackers to eat today. Ooh. That's, by the way, that's my current favorite sin I've written ever, is the Mary Poppins Returns. Well, Go get washed up for dinner. We're having crackers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Every now and then I think about that sin and I giggle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, is that Marshmallow or Post Malone? No, that's uh, Post Malone. Yeah, they're basically the same to me. Although Post- I can actually tolerate Marshmallow music. Yeah, me too. Me I too. like that song he Marshmallow did with churches that, uh, here with me. Yeah. I like the one that he did uh, with Anne Marie, the uh, Just Friends. Oh, yeah, I like that one too. If I end, yes. (laughs) Post Malone is playing Bonnaroo. Oh, is he? Yeah. I could give a rats. We were, uh, Mike and Chris and I were looking at the Bonnaroo uh, lineup and it looks horrible. Well, there's some, there's some good people there, but overall it looks horrible. I uh, uh, just have, that environment has never been one I wanted to ever partake in. Have you ever been to a music fest though? You've been to like a went, like a one day music went fest. to a Horde Festival. Yeah, uh, when it was at Starwood, which is palatable. You 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 don't you don't have you know that's not hundreds of thousands of people descending on one place at once. Yeah, Starwood days. Starwood was you know was you know almost intolerable to get in and out of, but. Uh, you know that was yeah for one day you can deal with uh with that kind of thing and it you know yeah those would last all day it was horde festival and there was also the one that your buddy andrew yeah. when he was in stone daisy mm-hmm. i don't know if that i don't think that was horde though no but it was a uh, there were like 15 20 bands that played that day yeah that was uh they had dave matthew not dave matthews you had ben folds you had bad uh, ronald bad ronald <laughs> Which is you know the clat the I don't know if we ever told this story on the podcast, yeah, but that uh, oops, I accidentally threw away bad Ronald. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, uh, there was I believe was that the King Crimson may have played on that one. I don't know. They get, they get um, Henry Rollins played the guy from uh, Dada had a new band and he played because mm-hmm. uh, I I bought their freaking album after that show. Mm-hmm. Uh shit. Now it's gone. I don't know the name of that band, <laughs> but that's a pretty good album. Yeah, yeah, I could sing a few songs. The guy from Dada. Hey, Dada, to, Dada was good. I went to Ozfest in West Lafayette, in uh, Indiana. In West Lafayette, I was born and raised. Mm-hmm. Yeah, West I saw Philadelphia. I saw at Ozfest. So this was the first year that Ozfest. Black Sabbath was reunited. Uh, so I saw. This was 1999. It was Corn, Primus. Primus was weird. Yeah. Deftones, which was awesome, and uh, and Black Sabbath, and I think uh, I think it was still White Zombie at the time. I don't think it was Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were playing because it had the uh, the chick that Cherry uh, uh, Moon. No, no, no. The, his bassist. His oh, bassist Shannon Doherty. <laughs> I don't. Know, I don't. Know, I think his bassist was also blonde, but I don't think that was Cherry Moon. Okay, was it? it may have been. Anyway, it's a good show. You're going to be giggling about uh, one of Chris's sins in uh, Fantastic Beasts. Good. It's unlike, I think, 
any sin that I've ever seen on the channel in the mm. history of ever. <laughs> All right, seriously, right? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different one for sure, and it goes on a lot of different directions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm rewatching Captain Marvel about halfway through. Movie is not even as good as what we gave it credit for. <laughs> last yeah, time. That's a shame. <laughs> that's a shame. I was watching Tag the other day, and it's it's kind of hit me, like because they're that. At the end, they find out he's in an AA meeting mm -hmm. and they lock all the fucking doors yeah. to keep him from escaping. And John Hamp's like, hey, maybe should we talk to him about being an alcoholic? And they're like, no! no! <laughs> they don't go anywhere near that. <laughs> it's so flip about, oh about therapy and counseling and groups. And yeah, I, uh, I happened on that last night, too. <laughs> movie, movie. Um, oh, hold on. One thing. In The Princess and the Frog, at the masquerade ball that they have, there's a dude dressed in an, uh, an octopus costume holding eight glasses of wine. So, of course, I uh. suggest an outtake saying, how many glasses of wine do you have? How many tentacles does an octopus have? Well, eight. Well, eight. <laughs> and Dyser didn't do it. Oh, no, fucker. <laughs> I was like, you're never going to get a better chance. Yeah. <laughs>